When ChatGPT first landed late last year, it blew our socks off. It was the number one fastest adopted technology in forever. But ChatGPT is just the surface. What we don't realize is AI is a whole lot bigger and a lot more impactful than ChatGPT. So in this AI special for marketing, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, episode 137. My name is Tony and I'm joined by Moby Sadiq. Welcome back, Mobes. It's good to be home, man. It's you good went, to be home. You went to Chicago. We went to Chicago, so Tasha and myself went to the They Ask You Answer Summit in Chicago. Uh, was phenomenal, phenomenal. It was run by our business partners and friends at Impact. There was three days. We spoke about They Ask You Answer. Today, of course, you know, spoiler alert, is going to be about AI, so I can't wait to nip into that. But, man, it's good to be home. Okay. So, um, you were telling me about these famous hot dogs. So, Chicago, like, you know, if you want to put on some weight and calories you got to go to Chicago. They've got deep dish pizzas. They've got sandwiches, like beef sandwiches. And they've got these hot dogs. Mm. And I swear to God, Tony, I'm not a hot dog guy, but I had the best hot dog in my life. Really? It's beef. It's got pickles, uh, like a piece of tomato, like random shit like celery salt. Okay. I swear to God, the best hot dog I've had in my life. Better than Bunnings? Man, that's a good (laughs) one. That's... See, Bunnings has history and legacy and childhood. One dollar hot dogs. Yeah, but if, if it didn't, then then it would win. Okay. But yeah, otherwise, Bunnings takes the cake. Okay. So, let's just start. Our news buzz uh, is AI dangerous and should it be regulated? So, what happened in the past week was there was this fake AI photo about the Pentecost on blast and apparently wiped out billions of dollars on the Wall Street market. Like crazy people just start selling and going crazy. I saw that. I saw that. It's <laughs> freaky. I feel like people are just testing AI right now, right? Like you can blow up the Pentagon in an AI photo or video and crash the stock market. Yeah. Um, it's, it's insane. Like, I mean, what's your, t- what's your take on that? What do you think this means for the industry? What does this mean? Like, why should we care about this? Well, a lot of tech influencers are coming out talking about should it be regulated? And that's the one thing that we hate and, yeah, like, well, we like and we hate, right? But should be regulated. You know, is it going to get out of hand? You know, is, is it ethical? You know, is things going to happen that we can't control? It's going to get out of hand. You know it is. So, like, we're going to talk a little bit about Paul Roetz's work in the marketing space, the AI space. But, you know, he talks about the importance of not ruining this. Uh, and, you know, we have this great tool that can be used for good. But thing is, Tony, bro, you know this, man. It, marketers are going to ruin it. Not not marketers. Not just mar- marketers will ruin it. People. But people will ruin it. Like mm. we had the Cambridge Analytica scandal when Trump got elected. Mm. So for those that don't know or don't follow American politics, and I do because I treat American politics like a spectator sport, but they were manipulating or, uh, or like social media posts and getting more likes and shares mm. and pushing fake news. That was done like four or five years ago, yeah. man. People are going to take advantage. I'm sorry. Like AI is going to be used for bad mm. and it's going to get a bad name. But of course, there's a lot of good. So should it be regulated, you reckon? Or? I look, I think, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I really don't know. I, like, I, I think anything that harms people. But the thing is that can always, I don't want to say anything that harms people or anything yeah. that 
um, because we've spoken about this with Twitter. I'm more for freedom of speech because mm. I feel like that does that has more of a net positive than suppression. But man, we just have to wait and see, man. Yeah, because it's interesting. Someone said like that image might not be dangerous, but the effect on it is dangerous, and what people do with it, right? So it's like, where do we draw the line? How does it get regulated? So it's just exciting times, huh? Mopes about exciting AI. Times. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, News Buzz 2, Google Maggie, right? It's not beta, but in you know, the beta stage of uh, Bard, you know, they had. It's actually Google Maggie. Um, it's their answer to Bing with ChatGPT. So it's not Bard anymore? No, I think that was the beta stage. Gotcha. Honestly, let's, it was a failure. <laughs> it was like, it sucked. So they came up with something else, Maggie. Um, it's number one, they employed like 160 engineers to work on this project and they want to change their whole search engine style. Because they want to just take Bing and ChatGPT out of the competition, you know what I mean? So how's it different? They're trying to make it more conversational. So when you're, when you're using a search engine, it's not just like 10, you know, results. It's hopefully it's more conversational. You can do more transaction on the search engine, you know, on Google search engine. I don't know, because like for two decades, Google was the homepage of the internet, right? That's what we all said. And you made you made a good comment today when we we're talking that Google's got something in the back end with AI. Yeah. So you know what? Even even you and I on this show, Tony, like I said like the wrong thing. I remember like ChatGPT, it's going to blast Google out of the water, look out. And I think I might have even said something about, you know, the the big companies, they get to a point where they get lazy and then they get disrupted. I was completely wrong about that. So what I've learned again, from Chicago, from Paul Rotza, and we're going to talk about his work today, is what he was sharing with us that Google actually has a lot of AI chops. They bought DeepMind. They bought all, they've made all these acquisitions years and years ago. But the thing is, it was all internal, Tony. Damn. It was all internal. It was for products, right? Like, you know, we spoke about this, like, you know, AdWords and, and that their platforms. It was self-serving and it was all internal because they had no impetus to disrupt their own market right mm -hmm. they own search this is the own the main way we search you know yeah tiktok's coming along and tiktok's taking you know a bit of search from whatever but really by and by google is still going to be the number one search platform mm. now they've had an excuse to disrupt themselves now there is a reason to disrupt themselves so now all of a sudden like oh wow out of nowhere They've done this and this. No, they've been working on this for a long time. Mm. So OpenAI has got, and you were saying this, like Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft had to buy a part of OpenAI. Yeah. Google has this baked in, man. They own it. <laughs> yeah, do not sleep on Google. They've got more AI chops than anyone bar maybe Amazon in the field of commerce. Yeah, so quite achievers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting times. On top of that, Google Marketing Live 23, 23 events new generative ai features for google ads product studios and more so it is true google ads have been coming up with all these you know, new stuffs in the back end Machine you know learning. yeah like um they're having like this converse um conversational experience when you create your ads it talks to you it recommends stuff to you they got something called automatically created assets aca which helps to generate um uses ai to generate better ads you know it understands the website more creates more information, you know, learns about the business, creates more customized ads. And what it said was, uh, Moby, it's like, imagine you're going to go to Jujutsu in uh, Chicago, right? You I did to, do that, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah you did, yeah. eh? <laughs> by the way, Aussies are much better than 
the Americans. But anyway, another story. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, keep going. So let's say you go there, right? And you're looking for jujitsu class, uh, no gi. Well, they can t- target that. And they'll make a message targeting you. Hey, man, there's a no gi event in Chicago in this area. Google's trying to get that ready for us. Interesting. Crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> More ways to spend our money, but better targeting. I'm all for it. Also, um, Product Studio generated AI. They got this, um, you know, like feature where you can generate unique and customized product images. So let's say e-commerce company or a company is trying to get some images up. They can get it customized within that lifestyle, you know, topic or whatever. Google will make it. So, right. you know, like graphics designers, watch out. Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> everyone watch out. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, just Google's got a lot coming that, you know, I'm excited about, especially in the industry that we work in. Awesome. Next section, featured buzz, AI. Cool. So this whole section is around marketing for AI or AI for marketing. Now, I've referenced earlier Paul Rotsar. So he wrote this book called Marketing Artificial Intelligence. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And I'm going to talk about why and it will be obvious by the end of this. And this guy, Tony, he's in huge demand, man. He was, the day before the conference, he was at US Congress. His time is so valuable. Like you have people like the heads of HubSpot, Brian and Damesh calling this guy. He charges thousands of dollars, you know, for his time. The reason why he was there is he's good friends with Bob, our business partner from Impact and Marcus as well. So we were very, very lucky to have his time. He was there. Uh, Brianne as well was there. Brianna from Impact, a fellow colleague and friend was there as well. She did an amazing talk on AI prompts. And by the way, like, Spoiler alert, this is not the last time we're going to talk about AI. So we can't mm. talk about everything today. We will talk about her stuff one day. But anyway, what he really made me understand, Tony, because even me, I was a bit behind, is ChatGPT is just scratching the surface. Mm. It is barely scratching the surface. Like, well, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about ChatGPT today. Like, we've got nothing really to talk about ChatGPT. It is so much bigger than that. Wait. Paul Watts, are you telling me it's he's been there since the beginning, six years, built all this. Yeah. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So he had thank you for reminding me. So Paul Rotsa, he's not just some guy where, okay, he just wrote a book. He had he created the marketing uh for AI, the marketing for AI institute seven years ago. So talk about foresight. Legit. This guy saw it before we all did. Now we're getting excited. He saw this before. Mm. Now, AI is already part of what we do when we're on social media, when we're on TikTok, Google Ads. They use AI to serve to us. What's interesting now is now we can use AI selfishly for ourselves. That technology is trickling down now. And as marketers and salespeople, we have the opportunity to really leverage this stuff. Not even marketing and, and, and salespeople, but in business, we have the opportunity to leverage this. Mm, so it's like AI to the consumer now yeah like you were saying yeah ai for businesses for consumer but absolutely so just to kind of show you the sheer amount of opportunity in 2018 so this is still a couple of years ago in 2018 mckinsey did a study where they found the gross financial output of ai in terms of value for businesses mm. could be anywhere between 9.5 to something like 15.4 trillion dollars trillion with the t with the t just to compare, the US GDP for 2018 was 20.6 trillion. So the amount of like potential value creation is almost the size of the US GDP economy. Now, of that, right, the, of the nine areas they spoke about implications for HR, finance, logistics, every you name it, marketing and sales was the number one area 
where AI is going to have a big impact. That's why we need to perk our ears up and listen to this stuff. Wow. Man, things are getting big and hectic. <laughs> yeah, things are getting pretty crazy. So, I mean, really, like, we talk about this, right? Because even me, man, even though, like, we're in tech and it's one of those things that's a little bit scary, right? Like, you know, what should we do? Is this just another thing? Is this another, f- uh, f- like, a fad that we have to worry about now? And there's some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, man. Like, it is things that, the first thing I will say is education, right? So, you need to educate yourself. And we're gonna, I'm going to bring this up again. It's going to be that important. Mm. Educate yourself. Buy Paul Roetz's book. They've got a course as well. They have an academy. There are so many little things that you can do. Just understand what's possible. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to give you a crash course on what you can actually do, which will blow everyone's minds. Mm. The second thing is, is find user cases. So when I say this, it's obvious. But what Paul talks about is you can use AI to save costs and time or generate revenue. The easiest way, the easiest path to AI adoption will be to save time and cost. Okay. Find user cases. And in this, I'm going to talk about what we're doing at Red Pandas and what you and I were talking about, Tony, what we want to do with our teams to implement it on a small user case basis. Hmm. Because the thing is, it's not that it's more important that your first AI project succeed than the value of them. It's more important you build that muscle of, okay, some confidence and some understanding of what's possible, broaden your horizons, then how valuable it's going to be. Interesting. Yep. Like just to kind of give you like one thing I want to share with you, there's this, um, the power of AI, right? And this blew my mind, this example. There is this influencer and I've got to find her name. What was she called? There's influencer. Her name is like Little Makila, right? Little Makila. I'm obviously not the target audience for this. Little Makila. She's a young Brazilian woman. She has 3 million followers. She has had sponsorships by Prada, uh, Calvin Klein, Vogue, BuzzFeed. Little Makila, Tony, is not real at all. No way. It's not she real. She is completely AI generated. Wow. Her content is AI generated. Her face, her imagery is AI generated. To do The only human thing about her is when a brand does a deal, they have to speak to the agency or whoever it was that created her damn and they sign deals because you you can't speak to little makila she doesn't exist you have to speak to a human to sign a brand deal and then they will create con- generative content damn it's crazy now how did they do this like just to kind of before i go deep right it just shows you how smart it is ai is so smart it can create a person it can scan the algorithm like it can use the algorithms and deep learning to understand what people actually resonate with Look, I haven't seen Little Michaela, but I'm guessing there's a lot of skin and ass, right? Mm. I'm guessing that's what they've learned. But it will figure out what actually the comments, the writing, the hashtags, whatever it is. And it does better than humans can. Crazy. Better than humans can. Three million yeah. followers like that. Crazy. I don't even know what it is right now. And I didn't, I didn't, Everyone's I didn't, Googling right now. What is this Little, little Michaela? Michaela. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm probably butchering it. Uh, Mika- M-I-Q-U-E-L-A. Yeah, anyway. So, look, let's talk about the user cases now, right? Let's get on with it. There's a couple of different areas and we're going to go through this really, really fast because honestly, I will not do justice to Paul's book. My job here today is to share a couple of ideas, get you excited, you know, if you're listening and if you're not listening on, if you're listening on podcast, Apple, Spotify, thank you so much. If you want to see our glorious mugs and faces, you can go to redpandas.com.au forward slash EP137 if you want to see the video version. But anyway, so my, our jobs today is just to get people excited on what's possible and our approach that we're adopting at our agency and for our clients. The first one I want to talk about, Tony, is your space. 
paid ads and paid media and something we're going to be testing soon. Mm. There's a couple of tools I wanted to talk about. One is called Pattern, and then I want to get your thoughts on what you think this means, right? Pattern 89. What Pattern 89 does, now, most of these we've, some of these we've looked at, most of these we haven't tried. Full disclaimer on our side. Pattern 89 will predict what ads will work before you launch them. So everyone knows what split testing is. Everyone knows what trial and error is. You create some ads, you see how it goes. With Pattern 89, you create them, you draft them up, do whatever you do. You run it through this tool and it will use AI to scan against billions of other ads that have performed and it will tell you what to change. What what comes to mind, Tony, when you hear of a tool like this? Like where do you, do you think it can beat something like a human? Mm-hmm. Where do you think this falls in the workflow of people running paid ads? Yeah, I think um, looking at it, man, like I would love to see it work. You know what I mean, like um, it's exciting times, but you know, it, it doesn't hurt. Like we can test it. We can see what the um, program says and then we can use the same ad and test it on Google and see what, if it's actually true or not, right? We can do stuff like that. It doesn't hurt to test it, you know, like um, there's products that have come out. Um, obviously, these books recommended it. So yeah, like it's about just testing it because, you know, like one person might test it and it doesn't work. Another person might use 100%. Like, wow, that was amazing. So it's just interesting, um, but exciting times because that would help our work a lot. Man, like it's, the thing is with everything we're talking about today, it's the scale. Mm. Like we can't do it at that scale. We can test, we can do a whole bunch of stuff, but at the scale, you know, we don't come close. Yeah. We, do, we just don't, right? The next one is, this falls into a few areas, but I put in paid ads, is attention insight. This will probably be one of the first ones we're going to implement. This will predict how design elements and landing pages will work. So again, you pay an agency, you pay someone like us, or you get someone in-house to do it, and you're using their probably, you know, good expertise, you'd like to think, but it's just their expertise, Mm. right? This tool will actually judge, just like the paid ads, will judge your landing pages Mm. on how well they'll perform. I think it's crazy. Because like we we test a lot of landing pages, designs, we we test heaps, right, Moby? Like we design and test and design and test. And... Sometimes we don't know the answer, right? Having a product that can just tell us and predict, that's even better. That will help us save so much time. And like you said, this it's an easy one to test, mm. right? Use something like this. Give it a go. You might not even like it, mm. right? You're like, nah, and my one is so much better. But that's where you can split test them. Run your own against this and see. That's what we're going to do anyway, Tony. Mm. Just to see, okay, is it better than us? And if it is great, that means we can run more. Tony's mm. like smiling. What does yeah. that mean for our team? <laughs> no, no. It means we can run more and more work with the same people and focus on the creative strategy more yeah. than anything. You know, Music against your agency if you are. <laughs> 100%. The next one, so I'll try to get through this faster and faster, is an analytics tool in the analytics category called Crayon. So in the book, it talks about a company called Budget Dumpster in the US and they use Crayon to brainstorm new marketing campaigns. Mm. Now, how's this different to what we're doing? Right now, you have Google Analytics. It doesn't tell you anything. This is actually an analytics tool that will brainstorm campaigns and IDs based on your data. Now, how does it work when you don't have a lot of data? I'm not sure. Like the, what I did try to be careful of is the, the shortlist that we're talking about today, Tony, is not just all the stuff that big brands and businesses like, I don't know, like Woolworths or whatever or Maya can do. Like a lot of these things we can all do, but some mm. of them are going to be dependent on your own data. Like yep. that, that's just a given. Um, the next one is I'm very curious on this one because... And this might strike like bruise my ego if it's better than me. Uh, is a communication in the communication category called beautiful.ai. So, what it will do, it will actually create your content slides. Now, you know me, Tony, I'm a bit like 
you know, there's like something wrong with me. Like I'm on the spectrum when it comes to my slides. Yeah. It has to be a certain way and yeah. pageantry and everyone's heard it at Red Pandas, right? My slides are a certain way. But this thing, I'd be curious to know whether it can do it better than me. Interesting. I yeah. just create the content and this will actually do the slides for you. Oh, wow. Crazy. Help, help with presentations and stuff. Crazy. Uh, moving along in the content. Now, this is section here. I swear to God, Tony, we could do a whole podcast just on content, right? But I'm just going to talk about two tools real quick. Phrase.io, it provides answers to questions using content from your site. Now, for any businesses who believe in content, who have a good content site, because garbage in, garbage out, right? Anyone like Red Pandas who writes three articles per week. And if you're not, you need to kind of get on that train, right? Mm -hmm. That's another conversation for another day. It will use your content for the AI tool. For the, uh, for the the bot, yeah. right? The conversation bot. So you could actually have a conversation bot on your website. And this is the thing, you know, people ask questions and we're always like, read the email or read the content. People don't read, right? Mm. doesn't matter if it's on your website. People will not read, even if it's on the homepage, right? So this will use the content from your website. You could ask, right? You could ask, how much does video production cost, right? Mm. You could ask, how much does, you know, like SEO cost or SEO versus SEM? How much should I spend? It will scan your website and give people an answer. Oh, amazing. You don't even have to come up with prompts anymore. Crazy. You know what I mean? So that's really cool. The next one is Market Muse. This is really cool. This helps you predict content success by telling you what topics to write. This falls into the SEO category as well. Now, the difference between something like SEMrush is cool, but with SEMrush, you have to like, you're just using that secondary data, mm. right? This will actually not only give you content ideas it will give you the difficulty based on your website your strength mm. and your competitors what it thinks you can actually do so rather than wasting time and talking about all these content clusters it will focus hone you in on what's going to work for you wow so it's giving you strategies and direction it's giving you strategies and it helps create briefs for you that you could give to your writer nice you, you find out the article it'll create the brief we give it to our teammate Luca and he goes and writes the article. Never run out of ideas, huh? That's the thing. So it's not about replacing jobs, Tony. Like that's the thing I want people to get their head around. It's like doing more with what you have. Mm. That's where this stuff is really powerful. Uh, moving on, e-commerce. So um, Amazon, you use Amazon at all, Tony? Um, not lately. Usually when I buy books and stuff, but yeah. And it does a decent job of personalization. Yeah, 100%. It knows what I want, recommended, you know, at the bottom, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Now, I'm probably like you. I'm not a big Amazon user, actually, if I'm mm -hmm. honest. Like my wife, like our CFO, Soph, she, she loves Amazon. She's always buying stuff on Amazon. But it's a well-known fact that that personalization engine has been one of the biggest. They could attribute billions, if not trillions of dollars to their, their personalization engine. Mm -hmm. Now, what's good news, and this is probably for the bigger clients and listeners out there, is you can buy that personalization engine. Oh, wow. It's called Amazon Personalize. So with AI, you got to figure out, are you going to build or are you going to buy? For most of us, it doesn't make sense to build. For most of us, it makes sense to buy something. No one is ever going to be able to catch up to, unless you're a big, big, big company mm. with a big budget, you're not going to be able to catch up to Amazon in terms of their personalization engine. Yeah. So buy it and deploy it on your e-com website. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Email marketing. This one's a really cool one. Rasa.io, it creates truly personalized content. Right, so we create newsletters. Now, the problem with the newsletter is you and I might create a newsletter, Tony, and we might create it op optimized for a particular person. But everyone is a little bit different. We're just trying to do the best job we can with averages. Yeah. 
What rasa.io will do, it will create a personalized newsletter for you and for me. Crazy. And for Jay sitting over there and Fung and Linda and Tasha, for everyone, it will, everyone have a different newsletter Crazy. based on their preference. So there's a guy called Matt Moscona. He's a radio host for ESPN. And he realizes he wanted to create a daily newsletter. So what he does is he actually uses, he uses the tool. He enters in all the content. The, the tool will send the email and based on how you respond to the email, Tony, and mm. how I respond, we'll get different content. How, how did they base that idea? Like the data or something? Like off the... That's Look, interesting. Eh? It's going to be based on engagement for sure, right? Yeah. It's going to be like what you click on versus what I click on, what you dwell on versus what I dwell on. It's going to be based on that. Yeah, so that's a lot of privacy policy. <laughs> we don't know. I think we wrote that off yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think we, the moment we signed up, up to Facebook and Instagram... We signed our privacy life away. Yeah, because like they say, right, money's in the list, you know, in the email list. So we could just, um, and that's the biggest problem with email marketing. It's because it's never been that efficient. You know what I mean? Like just- I, look, I can't wait. And guys, if you're tuned in, please subscribe. Hey, leave us a comment and review, by the way. We actually haven't had one for a little while, so we'd really appreciate it. Good comments, please. Good comments. Five stars, you know. Uh, but we're going to talk about more this more and more. And I can't wait for us to play this and share, play with this and share this with our audience, Tony. But... You're right. The the what is what's the saying? The money's in the list. Yeah, the, we are scratching the surface. I don't have time to go through everything in this book. There are tools here that will actually go through your database wow. and pull out signals for you. I we were talking about this before. If HubSpot HubSpot could actually be made redundant in five to ten years, I Ooh. honestly think so. I don't think it will happen because I think what will happen is HubSpot will buy and acquire. There was one tool we were looking at before that another company had bought. We, we were researching for this show. Yeah. Shutterstock or something. Yeah, or Shutterstock it was. that bought. Yep. They bought. And people like Shutterstock do need to buy actually because <laughs> yeah. mid-journey is going to put them out of yeah. business, right? So a lot of these, there's like a talent arms race right now and an acquisitions arm race right now. So either HubSpot buys an AI firm or a company or they'll be made redundant. Because yeah. there's tool, you don't have to create lead nurturing anymore. There's tools that will do that for you. They will create the lead nurturing rules and criteria as opposed to you and I as humans subjectively trying to figure out, oh, if they visit the pricing page, they're more likely to convert. We don't know. Mm. We think so. But is that for sure? Yeah. You know? Because like Salesforce can come in. Like it, it seems like every niche or every you know, industry has an AI advantage and it's the first person to, you know. Yeah, I'm so glad to see that. I've, I've, it's something I probably would have forgotten if you hadn't. First mover advantage. Yeah. How many times have you seen that? Yeah, 100%. Like um, in every industry, right? The ones that are standing to those Google, Amazon, Facebook, they're the monopolies now. Like, And that's the thing. If you're listening to this, you're in the right place. You're in the right time, right place. It's just about playing with it. So mm. what we're doing, at, it's probably a good time to talk about what we're going to do at Red Pandas is we have different departments and area owners, right? got your your paid and, and performance seo side uh, tony we've got the content team we've got hubspot sales everyone's going to be tasked with something to play with mm. it's not about trying to transform and like everyone's busy you know people are trying to do their jobs they don't need new bunch of shit right but like let's just play with these things right mm. like we've started playing with Avoma, which i'll talk about and just see how it works because you're right, Tony, first mover advantage. Mm. And that, incre- like I said, it doesn't matter the value. Right now, it doesn't matter the value of the AI project. It doesn't. In five years, it will. In five years, you're going to have to or you're going to be left behind. Right now, all that matters is the success of the AI project. 
to build that confidence and knowledge of what's possible. But what's yeah. what's what's this, uh, Voma? Yeah. So thanks. Uh, so th on the next category, and this will be the second last one, is sales. Right? Sales. Uh, this actually wasn't in the book. This was our own thing that we use. So Avoma, it actually stands for a very organized meeting assistant. <laughs> really? By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the reason why, we, just, all transparency. The reason why we bought Avoma is uh, at the time Gong and Chorus were the they had a bit of a duopoly in the market. Very expensive tools. Like I think a thousand, like twelve hundred dollars just to get a license to it mm. before you even add user license. Really expensive. We looked at the market, and this was like a good. Tool. It did most of what the other ones did. Now, I noticed when I first got a Voma, the note taking wasn't that great. But I was showing you my notes earlier. Just yesterday, right? I was, I don't even know why I was there. I had a sales call, sales meeting. And I, I usually pride myself on notes. I love my notes. Yeah. I'm very meticulous, but it takes me time. I got to write them. I have to break my attention away. And I just happened to look at the notes that a Voma made. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but literally for this prospect, it had. My key takeaways, and I, look, I'll just read the first line. The meeting was about discussing the prospect's need for a clear customer journey map and addressing issues in their sales process, including pipeline bloat and lack of automation. That in one sentence was the freaking summary of the entire meeting. Wow. Right? And it goes on, and I won't read these for time, but it has five, six uh, takeaways, just like the one I mentioned. It organized, so it has sections. So it actually, it's not the transcript, it's structured. Yeah. So it's got... Key takeaways, team size, goals, pain points. Wow. So when I went to write my email, I'm like, I stopped for like two seconds. I'm like, oh shit, this is better than my notes. I'm just going to copy paste this and tweak it and send it. Yeah. You know, as we discussed, here were our takeaways, here are our pain points, here are our action items. And it was so, it like, it scared me for a split second because I'm like, oh my God, I use this tool since last year. And in the space of six months, it is so much better and smarter. Good product development of Voma. <laughs> you guys owe me something, man. Yeah. What a mad rap that was yeah. for you guys, right? So it's it's just insane. Now, the final one, and we'll wrap this up, uh, is a tool that Gary V uses. Now, this one I'm interested because Gary V uses this. It's called Lately and it's for social media. What this tool does is it uses AI to turn blog posts, videos, and podcasts into social media posts, mm. including snippets. Now, they're not going to be nearly as nice as the ones... Fung and Jay and the, the amazing team at AIM Visuals does, right? The animations. It's not going to be that nice. But it's going to be something, right? It means that we can, like, we don't post on Twitter right now. We'll post on Twitter. Why not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's just put stuff out there. There are marketers on Twitter. We don't do carousels. Why not? It will actually create snippets. And I think it will create images and bright posts for you as well. And again, I'm interested in this because Gary Vee uses it. I'm not mm -hmm. a Gary Vee fanboy, but his engine is insane. Yeah. So if we could replicate some of that, right? It means like people like ourselves, even even our friends at AM Visuals, they can do a lot more for their clients with a lot less. And yeah. have different tiering of products. Yeah. And okay. just adds adds to your, I guess, you know, your revenue line. So they're just repurposing the uh, content. Is that correct? Or? Yeah, it re repurposes and cuts it. So like, you know, I, always, I, I spoke, I did speak at Chicago last week and I spoke about repurposing. I said, look, by the way, guys, repurposing is not... Take your blog post and drop it in LinkedIn. <laughs> the link. That's not repurposing. Repurposing is you might take the blog post, spend some time and develop carousels. You might have like the three best, uh, you know, three great paid media tips. It's a blog post. Oh, right. Yeah. You will turn that into the carousels, the slides. So one tip on one slide, another tip on another slide. You might take that into a podcast. 
And we've said this before, stuff that you and I talk about, I post on LinkedIn. So it's just the same content in a different format. It's not a copy and paste. Oh, right. That's what this tool does. It's not a copy and paste. It will repurpose for you. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So That's powerful. I hope if anything, I have left you with a little bit of a feeling like people are listening that I felt when I saw Paul Roadster. And what we're going to do at Red Pandas actually is we're going to do, this is one of the things, like I, I said, the summary was, if I can summarize it, get educated. So what we're going to do is when the video comes out, we're going to share it with all of our clients and we're going to do a watch party internally. Oh, nice. So we can sit down and instead of hearing it secondhand from my mouth, look at what Paul said and, and you know, what we need to do. We're going to buy this book for every single person and share it. And right now, people are probably like Moby is a bit of a nutcase, but I know people are coming on board and seeing the power of this, right? Mm. And the impact it's going to make for our jobs and our careers. And then find user cases, you know, like what we're trying to do, find user cases Give it a hit. You can f- afford to fail right now. In five years, you're not going to be able. Mm. You, you, it's going to be too late. You'll be left behind. So true. Jump on board on the Red Pandas AI. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Plug. <Yeah. laughs> That's all I had, Tony. Any any passing comments, thoughts no, from you? Wow, this this is an amazing um, AI topic, right? Like honestly, like you know what you brought back from Chicago is taking it to a different level. It's a, yeah, it chat like we did not even talk about ChatGPT, like, but we are going to talk about that because it's still really, really powerful. It's still a great tool, but guys, it's a whole lot more than that. But that's all for now. We will continue sharing our learnings and our lessons with you guys. So we appreciate your presence and we'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.